What's up everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office desk like always. It's uh, evening time, Friday night. I uh, just got done boxing up some medicine cabinets and some other stuff that sold online. So I uh, figured I'd knock out a podcast as we uh, wrap up the year here. I just want to say thank you again to everybody for the follows and likes and everything, the subscriptions. All that stuff, uh, all you guys, excuse me, all you guys sending stuff and, uh, you know, just, just so grateful for all the attention and, and, and everything, you know, I mean, just, I, I can't, uh, put my gratitude into words enough, uh, for all of it. I just can't believe that there's that many of you out there that actually like, uh, what <laughs> we do here. So, um, super appreciative so much, um, so before we get into this podcast, I uh, wanted to talk about 2020, um, big things, lots of things, a whole bunch of things going on. Um, so the schedule for 2020, uh, put this on your calendar. Hopefully you got the new calendar from IH Parts America because uh, it's pretty neat. Write it down. Uh, King of the Hammers, February 1st through the 8th, will be there. Um Matt and I'd be the whole crew. It might just be me and Backbone or me and Steve. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. This month is going to be, uh, January is going to be until, uh, you know, a busy month. So, uh, King of the Hammers. The one I'm looking forward to most probably is Route 66 for my birthday. Uh, we're leaving Oregon on March 14th. That puts us down, um, hopefully, Bakersfield, um, start the route, uh, Saturday the 15th and then, um, just run 66 from West to East starting in Bakersfield. Uh, if you have been listening for a while, you'll know, this is what I wanted to do last year or I'm sorry, this year, <laughs> but, um, everything just fell apart. Um, so we're trying to make it up for it. So the dates, we're leaving Oregon Saturday, the 14th, March 14th, puts us in Bakersfield on Sunday, the 15th, probably going to run route 66 for maybe three days. So, um, don't know how far we're going to get. There's not going to be an itinerary. There's no schedule. There's no plans. We are going to stay where we stay. So, um, I'll be driving the red truck more than likely the red truck being the 64 travelette so i welcome you to join in uh with your international uh, even if it's for just a portion of the trip and uh yeah do some sightseeing maybe a little camping a little uh eating some food doing some things so yeah uh come on out for my 41st birthday uh march 14th through the 18th 19th uh, route 66 uh, after that, April, uh, Western Regionals. I'm going to try really, really hard to get down there to uh, Barstow for the Western Regionals. Uh, and then after that, everything's up in the air. Uh, I would like to do um, Harvester Homecoming end of July out there in uh, Indiana. That would be fun. 
and you know, of course fall rally in October, but uh, we'll talk about those dates more. But for right now, the immediate stuff is King of the Hammers in about a month, then um, the birthday trip in March, and then Western Regionals in April. So, um, what else? So this uh, episode, I was just going to recap the 2019 uh, year for us here at Binder Boneyard. Um, if you followed along, you probably know a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, if you don't, maybe we'll cover some things and probably go over some other stuff too. But I just wanted to kind of wrap up the year. You know, I hate to be all cliche with the whole, you know, new year, new me, and, you know, 2020 is going to be my bitch and that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, I feel really good. I got a great crew again. I've got a lot of work. I've got, you know, things are really coming together. So, um, you know, it, it all makes sense to have that that attitude. So, um, so beginning of the year... I hadn't really announced it yet, but I had just gotten evicted from the old shop. The uh, uh, landlords or the owners of the building had sold it and didn't really give me a chance to buy the place or anything. They had just sold it to somebody else and then told me I had to get the F out. And what they didn't do was evict me legally. They pretty much just handed me a note on a napkin that said I needed to move out and through the help of many of you um, comments on Instagram and whatnot uh, I discovered that that's not legal and until I've been given something from the sheriff uh, served quote-unquote served an eviction notice from the sheriff um, I don't have to do anything so um, we were in the process of moving. I'd gotten a storage unit. I was moving a lot of stuff into that. I had been stashing trucks over at uh, Dorian Hartfields, uh, you know, from uh, Buckstop Truckware, those guys. Um, Dorian had some space in a backfield so that I could drop some rigs off there. So we were shuffling trucks there. I was putting trucks at my folks' place. I was stuffing rigs everywhere. And uh, you know, I'm dating Josie, and so she's helping. She was a ton of help. And uh, February kept moving because we had to be out March 1st. Well, like February 18th, a massive snowstorm hit Central Oregon, and we got almost three feet in as many days, about three days. Everything just ground to a halt. Like bad <laughs> we i was uh borrowing snow removal equipment we were shoveling we i had rented equipment from the rental shop just so we could continue to move i rented a gigantic uh all-wheel drive grade all which if you don't know what that is it's like a forklift with a boom on it and it articulates in the middle wow sometimes they have four-wheel steering and sometimes they articulate uh this particular one had four-wheel steering and all-wheel drive. And so we were still... I was booming 
booming rigs out of the uh, snow and the junk. Um, just like <laughs> there was so much stuff buried under snow that we couldn't find because a, a lot of the stuff in the shop had been consolidated and we were just we were using the enclosed trailer um, to store stuff and until we could find a place to move to because up until about February, first of February, we did not know where we were going. I had been looking for property to buy. I had been looking for places to rent. I had been looking everywhere. And I had <clears throat> kind of shot myself in the foot by growing this business to the point where it couldn't go just anywhere. You know, I had, I've got over 70 internationals here between customer trucks and parts rigs and personal trucks. And, you know, the shop needs to be of a certain size to produce a certain dollar amount of income. Uh, you know, we can't work out of a uh, one car garage and make what we need to make to, you know, overhead and all that stuff going. So um, finding the right place was very tough. You know, we found shops with no outside storage or we found huge lots with uh, an outhouse on it. So it was starting to get desperate. Um, and then we found this place down here where we are now, Crooked River Ranch. And it was kind of a lucky in sort of a way. There were two shipping containers here and a lot of dirt. So uh, we worked out a deal with the owner because we were in the process of purchasing that um, we could use the shipping containers, so they cleaned the shipping containers out, and we were filling them with stuff. And But there was some overlap there where they weren't able to get everything out, uh, and uh, we weren't able to get everything in. So some uh, shop equipment sat outside. Uh, we did cover it with some big tarps, but it's still, you know, stuff's outside isn't always great. But we were using a gigantic U-Haul, the biggest U-Haul you could rent. We were... Um, shuttling stuff from the old shop to the new shop, which was only about eight miles, but it was just a pain in the ass. Um, and the U-Haul kept getting stuck. Everywhere you parked it, it would just get stuck because it was just gigantic and had highway slicks. And, you know, the enclosed trailer I was dragging around with the cowboy truck, uh, which is the uh, 92 Dodge Dually four-wheel drive, one ton. Um, and... So that thing was invaluable, getting the enclosed trailer around. But I still managed to run my enclosed trailer down the side of a dumpster. Uh, so yeah, if you've seen any recent pictures of the enclosed, it's got that huge gash down the side of it. And uh, I still am mad about that. But uh, anyway, so move into the new shop. And this shop, if you didn't know, was a machine shop to begin with. And so it had no roll-up doors. <laughs> it had like three lights and it's got 10,000 outlets. It's also, it's wired for three-phase, which is a very helpful thing because we have a three-phase lathe and a three-phase Bridgeport mill, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. So again, with the owner of the property being so amicable and easy to work with, um, worked out a deal. I purchased the two shipping containers, the Bridgeport, 
There's an air compressor he didn't want to move, so I just bought it. A punch machine called a Strip It. If you're familiar with old-timey uh, metalworking tools, it's called a Strip It. Uh, and a few other little various tools. But uh, I was able to get him to leave that stuff. But the shop had no lights. It had no roll-up doors. I had one tiny one on the back that you couldn't get a rig through if you wanted to. Um, well, we did get it through, but it went through diagonally and you had to use the forklift and everything else. But um, So we had to spend weeks getting the building to the point where it was even usable. We were moving stuff in, getting situated, um, emptying out the shipping container of all the stuff we needed right away, uh, and then trying to get to work on jobs. It was just a nightmare. So, um, so that was April. Um, you know, I missed the Route 66 trip, which would have been in March, because we were still moving, believe it or not. It took eight, we were 18 days past our move out date um, on uh, at the old place, which doesn't sound like much, but it's enough to get me sued. Um, I had to go get a lawyer, and the landlord was trying to get me to pay for all kinds of st stuff like you know he claimed that i lost that because because of me he claimed the sale of the property fell through and i owed him you know five hundred thousand dollars now because the property didn't sell and whatnot and um you know so i had to go get a lawyer and argue back and forth and and in the end uh it cost me um, what I was paying in rent. So I paid a month's worth of rent for 18 days. So, you know, it wasn't all bad. I mean, it could have been way worse, but anyway, he, uh, it just, yeah, it just, everything, it was very stressful. There were several months in there where I was, uh, not feeling very well. And I think my hair was falling out. That's where most of my gray and my beard came from. I think was those three months. But anyway, so fast forward, April, we're in here, May, getting set up, starting to work finally, um, playing catch up because we're ridiculously far behind on everything. June, open house. Uh, thank you, everybody that came out. Uh, had a surprising turnout. I did not, for as many people that messaged me and said that they weren't coming, I was really surprised that, that the turnout I did have. So, um Thank you to everybody that came out. <laughs> Thank you to everybody on the, that made, you know, well wishes online as well. Um, that was very thoughtful as well. Um, yeah, June, July, just working, trying to get things situated and caught up. Um, did not go to any shows. August, getting ready for nationals. Uh, Got a lot of stuff loaded, got the uh, enclosed done, got the new transmission in the black truck because um, that is Cummins powered. It's got a 518 overdrive automatic. Spent over $3,000 on this uh, super high Zoot uh, automatic and got it in, got the black truck tuned up and running good. And... Um, all loaded. Uh, Josie took like 12 days off of work because she'd never been across the country like that. So she um, she wanted to be part of that, which I'm forever grateful for um, just because uh, a lot of reasons. I mean, I love 
her to death and uh you know it's great that she was there i'm i just i'm smitten by her if you haven't figured that out um and so to have her on that trip was just uh really something else and so um we get loaded up and we get heading out of town and not 60 miles out of town i rupture a heater hose and it fills my air filter full of water and the engine sucks in about a gallon of water uh blows a head gasket out and fills the bottom end with coolant and so <laughs> it eats the bottom end bearings it you know head gaskets blown so that's obviously bad in itself but now this the Cummins is just completely wrecked. Uh, Josie has AAA. We, it's a good AAA too, not the shitty three mile AAA. And get the truck towed back to the shop. Luckily, the guys were here working um, because it was like a Monday when we left. So I text Tom, our backbone, and I'm like, hey, Blow up the black truck, need you to do get the cowboy truck serviced, get it cleaned out, and because I need to grab that. So by the time the tow truck made it back here, because we had to wait for the tow truck for like two hours and then tow back. So it was a ordeal. And Josie, being the boss that she is, she stayed with the trailer because we had broke down in a pretty remote area. A lot of traffic on the highway, but nothing near it. So you know, somebody could have easily um, broken in the trailer or stolen the trailer or something like that. She decided to stay with the trailer. And she has, you know, uh, she's a trained Krav Maga instructor, so she can fight. She also uh, concealed carries, so she had that. So, yeah, she's um, she's deadly all on her own. So I, I wasn't too worried about her, really. I just didn't like the idea that I was leaving her behind. But she was, you know, it was her thing. So um, I went with the tow truck back, got the black truck, made sure it was good to go, hauled ass back to her, got the tra trailer hooked up, resituated, and uh, we were on our way. Now, we were just eight hours behind schedule. So... Black truck, I'm sorry, cowboy truck made the drive all the way. We stopped a couple stops to drop off parts along the way. Made it all the way to Ohio for nationals. Um, did very well at nationals. Sold almost everything we took. Um, hung out with a lot of friends, people we only see once a year. Uh, very grateful for that experience. Um, you know, getting there is stressful, but once I'm there, I just, I, I love running into everybody. Um, made some new connections. Uh, I've always known the, the Anything Scout guys, but uh, this time we, we had a little bit more of a bro down. And, uh, you know, we're working out something with them right now. So look for more Binder Boneyard, Anything Scout, New Legend stuff uh, next year. But, uh, yeah, so... Did all that. Uh, my brother lives in Kentucky, so after we left Ohio, we headed down to Kentucky. Um, visited my brother and for a couple days, did some laundry, hung out with them. Uh, 
caught up and then dropped down. I think I got my states right. Dropped down to Memphis, Tennessee for a day and a half and uh, had some barbecue. Saw some really sketchy neighborhoods because uh, you got to remember that I'm country mouse from Oregon. So you go to, you know, inner city Memphis, Tennessee, where your Uber driver won't take you to a certain barbecue joint because you are too white. Um, you know, that, that, <laughs> that says something. So, uh, so yeah, but we spent some time in uh, Memphis and started noticing that we were wearing trailer tires. Um, they were, one of them was wearing really unevenly and another one was damn near bald for some reason. Uh, so I had to buy a couple of trailer tires and put them on and then continue to um, Henrietta, Oklahoma, where we picked up a scout uh, for a customer, for a lovely lady named Amy. And um, she, what we charged her for shipping was enough to uh, make the drive back home. Uh, trust me, we didn't get rich on shipping that thing, but we do that sometimes uh, when I'm out and about. I can pick up and deliver uh, rigs depending on the scope of the work. Um, so we were in Oklahoma. It was more humid than I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, it was just crazy. I mean, Oklahoma in August. So yeah, it was it was humid and hot. Uh, continued into Oklahoma. I bought a couple of transfer cases, Jeep. Dana 300s from guys uh, along the way because uh, drivetrain parts are cheap in the Midwest. So uh, picked up some transfer cases and then uh, hit uh, Texas. You know, Josie had never been through any of that stuff, so she was reveling in the uh, cotton fields and the just nothingness expanse of all of the Midwest <laughs> and how friggin' hot it was. And then, um, yeah, came up through... Uh, Colorado, just clipped New Mexico, hit Colorado in the bottom of Wyoming, I think. I don't know geography. And then Utah and came in home that way. And uh, as fate would have it, about 60 miles from home, the transmission or transfer case, I still haven't figured it out, of the cowboy truck let go. And it sounded like a death rattle. Motor sounds fine. It'll sit in idle. You push the clutch in, uh, sitting still. I mean, nothing. The motor's motor smooth as can be. But you put it in gear and you start to drive, and it sounds like a drive shaft is falling out. But it is not. <laughs> all the drive shafts are tight. All the U-joint caps are in. Uh, but the uh, output of the transfer case is kind of loose. But what's the noise I'm hearing sounds like worse. So... That has an NV4500 in it, uh, and I had been changing the fluid pretty religiously with the actual NV4500 fluid from the dealership, so I'm not sure if I just overworked it or what I did, but uh, yeah, so the transfer case or transmission let go in the cowboy truck, we go home on the tow truck. So started the trip on the tow truck and ended the trip on the tow truck. Uh, so it's definitely one for the uh, history books, and it'll be a, a memory that we'll have forever. So anyway, uh, so now September, um, 
just working, working. Uh, end of September, fly out uh, Steve. Well, he flies himself out. So while we were at Nationals, uh, I met a kid named Steve Sanders. And he told me that he wanted to work for me. And I hear that a lot. You know, oh, God, it'd be so great. Well, Steve was serious. He didn't have a lot going on uh, in Pennsylvania. And he's, you know, mid-20s, decided that if he's going to make a change, now's the time to do it. So we talked. Um, I got to know him a little bit. And I agreed to give him a working interview. So he uh, he flew out in late September. And I worked him for two and a half weeks. And then I took him to Fall Rally with me and Josie, which was in October. Got to show him California and... Uh, and, you know, he went to the rally, saw a bunch of rigs, and um, he flew out of Reno, Nevada after that because uh, Josie has family down outside of Reno. So we went down to visit them because uh, we had an extra day. And Steve, I made Steve a job offer and he accepted. And uh, so he flew home to start his uh I know Exodus from from Pennsylvania, and we visited Josie's family, and then came home, and I began preparing for having another hand, uh, because oh, I can't forget that I hired uh, a kid named Ian in uh, July as a helper, um, kind of just a general hand, and um, so Ian was I was breaking Ian in on basic tasks and. Uh, and then I needed Steve as a as a tech. Uh, so, um, so currently in the shop, I've got Backbone I've had for years. I got Steve who's been here for two months now, and then Ian been here for a few more months. So, I got a solid crew, like I said in the beginning, and I'm really happy with the guys. They're all working good together. So anyway, so Steve, uh, you know, come back. I come back October. Um, you know, you get through Halloween and start you know, working, just continue. We're actually getting more work out the door now. Ian and Tom are just banging out stuff. And then Steve shows up just before Thanksgiving. And um, then he's on board. And now, you know, work is really coming together fast. It's freeing me up to do what I need to do because I've been neglecting so many things. Um Oh, you know, and then the other thing I just remembered is Alicia, who'd been working in the office. Uh, she just worked part-time, a couple hours a week, just doing stuff. I think I hired her in early July. Um, she does the eBay listings and a lot of the shipping and that sort of stuff. But she works super part-time, so I was still having to do a lot of that stuff um, myself. But now that all the guys are here, it's uh, it's freed me up to do more marketing, more product development, more used parts sales, which is a huge part of our income. Uh, you know, trust me, we're not getting rich on restorations or anything, but uh, every little bit helps. So, um, you know, and then we come into December, had a great um, holiday season, sold a lot of stuff, uh, lined up a lot of work. So 2020 is going to be very, very busy with uh, a lot of stuff old jobs holdovers from before the move believe it or not and uh and then new stuff too we're trying to kick them all out together so anyway that was a recap of the binder boneyards uh 
2019. So hopefully we can have less breakdowns and less drama and more good times and getting shit done. So I've um, been doing this for five years, so I'm hoping the next five years to be just, you know, really, really grow, growing and, and you know, there's no nowhere else to go but up as far as I'm concerned. So thank you, everybody for all the support for this year, all the Patreon donations, all the uh, likes and shares and, and YouTube subscriptions and all that stuff. It all helps. So um, keep looking for more of it and uh, greatly appreciate every single one of you. All right. That's it. I'm out of here. So um, happy new year if I don't talk to you before then. And uh, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. <laughs>